1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde one super scoreboard As the fallout from Saturday's old firm clash continues Please confirm an investigation into abusive messages sent to referee Kevin Clancy Callum McGregor says winning when not at their best is a good sign for Celtic While James Tavernier is bemoaning fine margins And Hearts say it's now up to Stephen Naismith to prove he can succeed Robbie Nielsen As permanent Hearts manager I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight you have Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Well, a lot has happened, Gordon, since we left the studio
2: on Saturday evening And I'm sure the fallout will still be fresh in people's minds And there'll be a lot to be said on the game on Saturday And also, Robbie Nielsen losing his job We left on Saturday He was still in a job, but we admitted he was under pressure And now he finds himself out of job Stephen Naismith is over to him And he's got an Edinburgh Derby to look forward to at the weekend
3: So plenty going on, Scottish football, not a quiet week yeah, it's never it's never quiet in Scottish football, as Mark quite rightly says. Very exciting weekend, good football, a terrific uh, game at Celtic Part I've got to say. Lots of talking points as per normal. And uh, Hearts obviously had enough with Robbie Nielsen after a, a disappointing defeat at home against an informed St Mirren. So, a lot to talk about.
1: Absolutely, and this heart show just keeps developing as well Because this time last night, we knew Robbie Nielsen had been sacked And just as we came on air, it was announced Stephen Naismith was in interim charge Well tonight, just as we've come on air, there are strong suggestions uh, That Hearts are getting set uh, to tear up, if that's the right word, probably not There'll be some agreement reached, but Robert Snodgrass potentially played his last game uh, and heading for quite a dramatic exit on the back of Robbie Nielsen's sacking, so that's the suggestion at the moment oh one four one nine five one one oh two five we 'd love to hear from you hearts fans on that. what a couple of days it's been uh, so give us all your thoughts generally on the situation, and I am not daft enough to think that a game like Saturday is one that we get over in just one Monday night super scoreboard because the phone lines were red hot last night. there were far more people didn't get through than did get through, so again. My apologies as always. If you couldn't get through last night and you've something to get off your chest, please pick up that phone. If another day is passing, has allowed you to view the game slightly differently or any of the main incidents and you want to share that again, please pick up the phone. And I suppose this week we'll start looking forward as well about, you know, what this result means and what the performances mean. And that's probably more aimed at, at, at Rangers, because I think everyone accepts the uh, the league title is done But I'm sure <coughs> new Celtic fans Will be able to chip in as well Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's always that type of fixture Mark Wilson That the fallout lasts In various ways For a long time Certainly does um, And it's usually Not only the
2: result But what happens Within the game That causes that fallout To last for days on end And I'm pretty sure We'll have a lot to talk about um, Particularly the Morelos goal that never was uh, And what happened thereafter But to focus on the football I'll echo what Daz says I mean, we were here on Saturday We we loved the game It was a, a brilliant game of football to watch With some Some quality performances a, a terrific James Tavenier free kick That'll be hard to beat in terms of free kick um, say Peace uh, Situations this season But just a magnificent game of football um, That Wrapped the league up For Celtic And I'm sure Everybody would agree with that It's where Michael Beal Turns to from here He's got another two pops At Celtic Before the end of the season Which is You can see is quite fortunate For a Rangers manager That he gets time To try and bounce back If he had to stew in this For a long time Might be (coughs) different So these two games Coming up Are certainly going to be Interesting in the next Four weeks Thanks for coughing down The mic
1: there uh, that was a nice Where introduction to, to the show. Just anywhere, <laughs> in, literally in anywhere for, else. In force force like
3: everybody in the world's coughed. You could just turn
1: round. You could tell I me and just give me the signal. I'll turn your mic off. Everybody listening
3: out there, I can only apologise. Disinfect
1: that, will you, producer <laughs> Ross? When we're finished, <laughs> <laughs> Poor soul put salt, blotter, no this
3: <laughs> After your tummy troubles at the weekend <laughs> know, show as well. My own mic is good, Gordon. Day earlier, so it does. had a tough
1: few days. So yes. it's very, tough indeed. Back to full fitness. Would you? Would you suggest? I'm back.
3: To, I'm back to fitness today. Yeah, I'd be playing tonight. I wouldn't have played yesterday. I'd have been on the pine Late fitness test. I'd have been on the. I would, not the bench. I'm. I'd, I wouldn't have been able to make it. I would have been on me on the bench.
1: Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. What are you thinking then after the weekend? Let's continue uh, the post mortem. If it's specifically about the game itself or the incidents, that's absolutely fine. If you want to take a more general overlook on things, then do pick up the phone. You tell us. Oh one four one nine five one. One zero two five. Let's hear from both captains, right? That will set the scene. Whilst you get your calls over to us. So, Callum McGregor, uh, he says, finding a way to win when Celtic are not at their flowing best shows the character they've got. He says the thought of the trebles not crossing the minds yet, but he wants to capitalise on the good position that they're already in. We don't want to be sort of one dimensional. We we have different ways of winning football games and.
2: And what we have is a real special character and 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 commitment to the group, commitment to each other, and you know even in the difficult times we've seen it, probably a lot now over the last sort of you know eighteen months and more that you know those different challenges that present themselves throughout the game and and more often than not we've found a way to deal with that um, and overcome it and, and be successful. So that's a really good sign, of a good team as well. We we have another big game on Sunday, and then we have another one after that. So. That's the nature of this group. Is you know we we just want to perform to the best of our ability every time we go on the pitch and you know we'll see where we are at the end of the season, but you know put yourself in a good position, um and that's that's what you want as a footballer. You want to be getting to these last sort of six seven weeks and and be fighting on on all fronts. So you know we've we've put ourselves in a good position to do that and. You know, we'll be given the absolute maximum to, to try and make it a
1: successful season And James Tavernier thinks fine margins Were the difference on Saturday Says it's not the circumstances He would have wanted to score his 100th goal For the club
4: Not the way I wanted it um, You know, it's frustrating Because um, I felt, you know For parts of the game We, we controlled the ball really well um, Going into half-time At 1-1 But then again, I thought the game could have changed When Alfredo scored Didn't think it was a foul And then Obviously a couple of mistakes, but seeing back on the, obviously on the second goal, it comes off uh, Jota's hand. So it's one of those where it's just disappointing. But you know, even at three-two, we still had a couple of chances where we could have levelled it, and we didn't. So you know, obviously leaving the place and not picking up anything is you know disappointing. You know, as a team, we've got to um, if decisions not going our way, we've got to do everything possible try and still win the game or to get something out of the game. Um, you know, it's just the fine margins of that. You know, that final third, um, you know, I had a, a chance with my head and we obviously get a, a good counter-attack. I think I have a 3v2 and we didn't capitalise on it. We didn't, you know, so, another yeah, small margins. Eddie is first up on the line tonight. What's your point for the guys, Eddie?
5: Hi, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm. going to take a couple of points if that's all right, but the first one is mainly around, I'm going to take a slightly different slant, um, than a lot of Celtic fans are going to take Uh, there's a lot of emphasis around the gap that exists between Celtic and Juco and while I'm 100% of the opinion that Celtic are a good bit in front of Rangers I think the fact that the last few uh, derbies have been relatively quite tight um, and we've we've been able to come out on top and basically what I'm, I'm thinking is the job that Angie's done in the last uh, season and a half or near, near enough two seasons, you, you've got to really um, applaud that M- more from the perspective that this is the strongest opposition we've had in the, the league, certainly uh, since um, before Rodgers, uh, elena and Lennon. Um, so I, I think you can't really take Anything away from what Andrew's done And I think But if, if he manages To make an impact In Europe next year And if he manages To pull off the treble This year then There, there, there won't be a, a great deal of people That would be able to argue Against him being The best manager Since Matt McNeil. Um And that's how strongly I think
3: Mark uh,
2: Well I would agree with you In terms of Ange Postacolo's Ability as a manager I don't think there's Any doubt in that I think he He's got every chance of winning this treble That then elevates him to that stage And Martin O'Neill and the, the guys before it have done it um, In terms of Rangers Look, Rangers are much improved under Michael Biel. They they're an improved side And these games have been closer Because he has improved them He's made them harder to play against Harder to beat But ultimately Ange Postacoglu Generally has found a way of doing it Apart from the, the draw obviously at Ibrox um, so, yes, they are their closest competitors, and it is going to be more difficult the next stage for Michael Beals. How do you beat Ange Postocoglu's side? And you just think, is it possible? Well, yes, it is possible, but it's tricky finding a way to undo Ange Postocoglu and his Celtic side. Cal McGregor, Celtic captain on there, saying that this team is special because they find ways to win the game even when they're not at their best. That's an
3: incredibly difficult thing to overcome. I, th- I think that's a problem. You hear the Rangers captain saying that in his interview, Gordon. Yeah, he was fully praised for his teammates. I thought he was absolutely brilliant at the weekend. He just leads by example for me. I would never criticise him. But he openly says, you know, as much as we're improving, as much as it's tight, we've got to find a way. Because it's the same result. It's the same result. You can look at the cup final. I thought Celtic dominated that. Ibrox was sort of a... Celtic started great Then Rangers had that bit And then Celtic finished strong But I thought Celtic deserved to win the game on Sunday as well And as much as Celtic are saying Well we're not playing at our best I think there's two things to that I think a lot of credit Celtic still get the result And I think that's due to some of Rangers play But it's still the same outcome And I think that if you're in the Rangers camp Two games coming up Especially the semi-final for me Is Mm. massive for Michael Beal and Rangers How important
1: was it to To still win it then Eddie Because a lot of people felt that Certainly if it was a draw Celtic would still go on and win the league There was even a lot of people who felt that Even if Rangers had won the game Celtic would still have gone on to win the league Because of the, the gap and the goal difference Do you think psychology then plays a part? Do you think it was important to keep that run going That that Rangers can't beat you You know with these other games that are, are still to come?
5: I, I think it, it, That actually leads Quite nicely into my my second point, Gordon But to answer your question um, I don't think the psychology Matters as much for Celtic It doesn't matter as much for Ange Because he is very single-minded In his approach He always emphasises That he only focuses on How we play And making sure that uh, He gets the best out of the players And that they get the rewards For their endeavours And I think that is been a mainstay of his approach and that's why we're so consistent. Psychology would have definitely come into play for um Rangers. Certainly if, if they'd have managed to get a draw or three points, it would have galvanized them a bit getting into the semi final. But I don't think it makes a great deal of difference to to us. Um and I I'm kind of confident that we are going to do the business in at Hamden.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I kinda of, I kinda of meant for both Mark for the overall package because I feel like it's perfectly acceptable to spin it both ways If if you were in the Rangers dressing room If you were a Rangers fan You would absolutely say Well, okay, we still lost But we're getting closer Maybe not close, but closer The performance was better There were positives there that we can build on But if you were on the other side And we've heard Callum McGregor You would say Well, we weren't at our best And you yeah. still couldn't beat us So, you know, bo- both of them are fine both, both can of- be
2: true Yeah, uh, of course you can if I was sitting in that Rangers restroom, yeah, I would be thinking, right, we're getting closer, but how can we fine-tune those bits to beat them? It would get to me, I must admit, psychologically, it would get to me. And if I was Cal McGregor, I'd be chuffed to bits because mm-hmm. he's right, Celtic having not been at their best the previous three games, but still came out with relatively positive results. I would take the draw at Ibrox as a positive result. So, there's no doubt Ange Postecoglou. Has got Rangers number at the minute. But Michael Beale, remember, was part of the Stephen Gerrard team mm. that came in and broke the cycle before. So he's well aware uh, what one result. Can ultimately we to if he, if he eventually
1: gets it There's no better place to do it Than the Scottish Cup semi And then the, You could split it into Two basic possibilities Gordon That under Michael Beal This Rangers team Absolutely can beat Celtic That might be a school of thought For some people They might say We can tweak this We can tweak that We can improve this area Or that area And then a more extreme School of thought would be Well we actually just need
3: Better players first
1: So obviously That can't happen right now That can't happen by yeah. the semi-final <laughs> That can't happen by the next league game
3: Well, there's no doubt for me that Rangers need better players. If they've got to compete with Celtic week in, week out, then they certainly need better players. You look at Celtic 12 points ahead with a massive goal difference, something like 29 goals. It's incredible the amount of goals that they've scored this season and conceded, obviously less. Um, But you're right, I think Michael Beale has brought a bit of belief that they can beat Celtic, but the problem is Celtic have got the belief that saying... Well you can't beat us Because even when we're not our best We're still performing And we're still winning So they've got to find that way And I think that The pressure for Rangers Especially in the semi-final Because you look at And I'm not being disrespectful To their two teams Inverness and Falker But if Celtic go and beat Rangers at Hampden It's another treble in the bag for them and that becomes a pressure for Michael Beal and Rangers because it will go back to the same thing. And if we got to stand here the day after the the uh, semi final, and Celtic had to win it. And we'll have Rangers fans say, "Yeah, we played well. We're unlucky with the decision, but we're getting closer." But you've lost an hour game, and Celtic are probably going on to an hour treble. So I think when it comes to semi final at Hamden, can they beat Celtic? Yes they can but it's massive they've got to find a way.
1: Thank you to Eddie let's bring in Alan and get the Rangers perspective for the first time tonight. Alan, take it away.
6: Hi there panel, uh, thanks for having me on again. Pleasure.
1: Just, just a few points um,
6: just listening to James Tavernier's um, press conference a couple of minutes ago I don't know if he's actually sat and watched the footage from what I'm, I'm assuming he's obviously not because Everybody's watched the footage after it now, and clearly, he's, even Michael Beale's saying it's it's, it's hitting Jota's hand. It's clearly not. I mean, it's pretty much. Balti ball, you know what I mean? It's the balls went there.
1: Right,
6: yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, thanks for that. But 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 that's what I mean. It's it's clearly you can see that, and he's still chomping away. You know, I mean, I'm a Rangers fan, but I don't like all this moaning mentality. Yeah, yeah, to be
1: fair, like that that was still just you know post match. I don't know if he's seen it now since I must admit. But is that is that is that a more general point? Do you think Has that dominated the the fallout too much for for you or?
6: Well, well, I said to the producer as well. It's like. There is still footage as well about Morelos. You can clearly see he's got two hands on Johnston's back, but it's not a lot of contact. I mean, he's, made, he's at a 10 out of 10 for diving. I mean, he's, he's felt the contact he's went through. The, the referees saw a wee bit... Of, he's, he's just obviously a but the whole thing with VAR that as well, I don't know how that didn't go overturned, but it's one of these ones. If it happened to Celtic, they would be claiming the ball, but they would be claiming the goal. But I just think it's, it's done. At the end of the day, I think writing letters to the SFA and all these things complaining about it. There's a lot of dodgy decisions that go on in football. But we were, we, it was nil nil at the time, you know what I mean who, who could have said, right, okay, with the goal chalked off, that's a wee bit of confidence. Let's go
1: up and, and try and score another legitimate goal. But So where does the focus need to be then? I don't
6: know. that was one of my main points as well. I said it's Ryan Kent for me. I do not know I don't know what that who who's you're familiar with the, the TV show Quantum Weep where somebody goes into another man's body I think somebody's went into Ryan Kent's body and they do not know the first instance how to play football a great programme I love that, that exactly. good. But
1: he's a, like but Space he's Jam ab- when they all lose their <laughs> their powers I have no idea what he's he's another atrocious. good
6: he's ab- that guy that guy when he signed for us he was fantastic he was destroying defences he was attacking players he was doing everything scoring a, scoring a fair amount of goals as well but even last, even the start of last season, you've seen it yourself as well, he's running into it, he's actually running, over, running at players, he's trying to do his fancy be stupid step-overs, he's tripping himself up, he's actually falling over his own feet and he's when he gets a shot and goal, it's like either trundles to the goalkeeper or it's getting ballooned over the bar, I mean I don't know for for him not coming into the club either and same with Morelos, I wouldn't have them anywhere near the team, there's, there's surely players in our squad that we should actually be giving them game time because if they're going out there, I mean let's face it, nobody's actually going to. They're not putting themselves in the short window. Nobody's going to think, well oh, Ryan Kent, I'll take him in a free transfer because he was an anonymous." I say to my pals in the text messages a lot, "Is Ryan Kent playing today?" I, I can't even remember him actually doing anything. The box, he loses it, he chops back, chops back. It's nothing for me, and I just think, I think if maybe if, when Lawrence is back. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I don't think um, Kent would be playing I think if Lawrence was there I think he's a much better option In attack <coughs> But I'm just wondering What, what,
1: what, everybody's, what the yeah. parents think I mean there they are Different players Tom Lawrence mm. and Ryan Kent But Overall Maybe you'd sh- Stop short of Some of Alan's Extreme descriptions But Because you've not seen The films or the programme, So you no, couldn't No I haven't um, a clue. Uh, I don't have just need more watching. from him Generally And in this fixture in particular
3: 100% um, He was bought for Big money No. Now I will agree with everybody else. I think the lad's very talented. I really do, Gorn. But it's all right having the tag of being talented. When Rangers need you, they've paid the big money for you, and the big games come along. That's when you've got to produce. Now, you look at Celtic, for instance. Postacoglu's brought in players like Kyogo for these big games. And all of a sudden, bang, he's scoring goals for fun. Uh, he steps up to the mark. Jota steps up to the mark. Kent was brought in for the same reason He wasn't brought in just to play against Show great ability against um, You know Livingston's and Motherwell's And Kilmarnock's at Ibrox Maybe away from home He's certainly got it in his locker There's no doubt But he does not do enough for me But the one thing about Michael Beale is He's a bit like everybody else Going yep yeah, this might be the day And he has his days He has his days let's be honest But when it comes mm. to the real crunch I'm a bit disappointed in Ryan Kent. I've got, and I think a lot of Rangers supporters would be in agreement with me.
1: There. Is there, is there a couple of levels to this though, Mark? Where that, if you're just talking about Ryan Kent, then there, there, there's that side of it. But also, is there anyone there to push him anyway? You know, so even if that level does drop, yeah, we'll make the comparison this week. I know the Rangers fans maybe don't want to hear it, but. That's what you're up against You're up against Celtic So see if Jota isn't at it For a couple of weeks Then Abada will play Or Haxabanovich will play Or Maeda will play um, As Gordon says Is it is it like you know, Waiting for that spark And then There's no obvious person Really to, to come and, and no. Give him a spell out anyway Yeah
2: yeah, I get what you're saying There is no obvious person But I guess that's what Being a strong manager's about You know Not just rolling the dice Again And again And again And hoping Something different will happen It'll be to try and improve the players that are on the bench now, wait, wait, of the understanding that Michael Beale was going to come in and make the current squad better, so he should mm. have players that if Ken isn't doing it for whatever reason, he should be able to trust a Sakala. I know Hadji's just back. Play
1: Hadji. Scott Wright is he getting any better? Still, if the players aren't good enough, they're not good enough. Though, and I'm not saying those guys in particular, but that, so that still how, needs uh, to be a factor. So doesn't it?
2: those players on that bench that I've just mentioned. Are way below still ranking on the performance shown at the weekend. Well, that is a it's real problem. Right
3: now, right now, Mark. Until he gets the players and he wants, I totally understand why Michael Bale goes with Kent because you're let like, every Ranger supporter thinking, you know, it's just got to be his day. But he's he's failed for me. He had a good goal at Ibrox. So I've got to give him credit for that. But I think for the ability he's got, he doesn't show enough.
1: Thank you, Alan. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Great time to get in touch.
0: You are the voice of Scottish football, call 01419511025, Clyde 1, Super Scoreboard
1: Gordon DL and Mark Wilson are here, it's 01419511025 or it's Twitter at Clyde SSB if you'd like to get in touch Always oh, a tough day this isn't it, the nice holiday weekend, long weekend, you're back to work, these two will try their best To cheer you up I can't make any promises But they will certainly try Let's bring in Michael Who's a Rangers fan And Pollock How's it going Michael?
7: Hi, good How's you
1: Gordon? Cannot complain Even being stuck across the desk From these two Not enough to ruin my night So what are you thinking Then after the weekend?
7: So as I to the producer Before I came on It's referring back To when we won The title For 55 Rangers had that Like winning mentality Like I know this season was under 50 and it was under a different manager, but just like 60% of the players are still in that team and how like their attitudes have just changed. When, obviously the game on Saturday I thought they played a bit better than they have been playing, but like they've no got that winning attitude anymore. as well. So like, no matter how terrible they're playing, they always seem to find that last minute energy boost and always just get it out of the line for themselves i have always got like, that
1: winning mentality that Angie's installed in them and I don't know what's happened to the Rangers players that are still currently there and where they it's when if you know what I mean. Interesting Mark, there was a was it Connor Goldson a couple couple of weeks ago, um maybe a week ago in the build up to this game talking about um kind of been back to square one or something was it was along the lines. Mm. You because know, Michael referenced the title win. Yeah. Um and as everyone always sort of said at the time, when you win something here, it's it's great, but you then just need to do it again. You just need, and You need to yes. sort of you know build from that position of strength. Um, and Conor Goldson did mention something about being back to to square one because you can't you can't just wake up and say, oh well, we, we, you know we'll just have a, a winning mentality today because everybody would do it if you could. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to build and you build it o- up over time.
2: Going back to square one, certainly something the Rangers fans. Won't want to hear that Because A lot of steps backwards Um, Against a, a Celtic side Who are taking A lot of steps forward And They don't slow down So I mean a lot, a lot of things have changed Since then Obviously we're what Two years on Since then Or three years on Since then You know Players are getting on A bit in their careers um, Is that hunger still there Of course, we're now playing in stadiums with fans in it. At that time, there was no fans. I wonder if that made any difference at the time. Maybe certain individuals react better in that environment. I don't think that's too out there to suggest that. Um, But Rangers fans, I'm sure, don't want to hear that. I'm sure they want to hear, you know, we're progressing, we're getting better. Um, We will be Celtic in the next game We we feel we're we're getting closer But we're going to a cut some And we'll be better next season Rather than we're back to square one It, it suggests that oof, There's an awful long way to go to, to bridge a gap again And that's all we're hearing at the minute From Rangers inside Rangers The gap isn't that big The gap, the gap, the gap Well the gap is big On these individual games The, the games might be tight but mm. the gap is the league table, at twelve points and twenty nine goals. So yeah, a lot of that big. damage
1: was done, though, wasn't it? At the start of the season, I think that would be the the uh, hope. But, uh, but if you were... I, I, well, it doesn't hope, matter. The gap is still
2: the gap. You know that that is a fact. Mm. Since Michael Beale took over, you want to say the gap then? It was nine points, isn't it? Twelve points. No, so, I,
1: I, I get that. But what I'm talking about, if I, if you and I, are, are racing and I start a lap behind you, then you would you would. You would take him. You, you, well, you would at least take it into account. Not, look, you don't get a trophy for it. You know, at the end of the season, it won't take anything away from Celtic's league win. I'm just saying, if you internally, if you were Michael Beale and you were trying to measure your progress, well, it, look, you'd have to. I,
2: you? I've said that he's made Rangers harder to beat in these games, but they're still beatable. And that's that's the thing. Okay, they're getting closer. The scoreline's getting closer. Rangers aren't getting battered three 0 and four 0 at Celtic Park. They're still conceding three Right enough So it's a gap mm. Okay the gap is getting smaller In terms of the managed to score two Is that any use to any Rangers fan out there? I, uh, if it was the opposite And I was a Celtic minded fan Sitting there I'd be, It's no use
3: It's absolutely no use uh, uh, Michael's talking about winning mentality Now it'd be fair to Michael Bale Apart from Celtic They have got a winning mentality But that doesn't count Because it's all about Celtic but that's all credit to the way Celtic are going about their business and the way they play, the squad they've got, the players they've got, guys that can step up in the big moments. You heard the Celtic captain when we're not playing, but at our best we find a way to go and win games. Mm. Uh, that winning mentality has got to come against Celtic. That's a that's a question, Matt. Can they find that? If you take Celtic out of the equation, yes, since Michael Beal's come in, it's been all ticks of the boxes. But the biggest one they've got to find is obviously Celtic.
1: Um, what do you do about that, though, Michael? I mean, how you like I said, how do you how do you get that? How do you switch it on? Does it first need to come from having quite simply a, a better team that wins more games and therefore gets the winning mentality, or wins more big games? I should say. Um, can can these players rediscover that, or are you talking about it needs you need new players for that? Michael. Oh, where's he he's gone?
2: On. Come
1: on, Michael right, Michael, can you hear us? Can you hear me? Got you loud and clear Do you want me to repeat the question? No, no, I heard, I heard Good you Good man, man.
2: No, What we it. need to do is
7: We need to get some new players in But also give some of the players there with, with A chance like Scott Wright When was that time Scott Wright started again?
1: And well, I don't like know off the top of my head I must admit you think he's worthy of a, of a chance at the moment? To be honest, as somebody that, like, I'm an
7: avid watcher Rangers and I have been for the past few seasons since I've got right more back into football, but Ryan Kent is what the previous call said. He is what it was when we signed him on loan to Liverpool and even maybe when we signed him the first season properly. So maybe giving somebody a chance instead of Ryan Kent, I might take one or two games for that person to get the run of games to get up to speed, but...
3: But Ryan Kent's not doing much So why not give somebody else's chance? Gordon? Well, I I totally take on board What Michael's saying Because Michael's got the mindset That every every support in Scotland That the league's gone And I think we all admit that But right now I wouldn't be looking at that I would be keeping that squad That Michael Beale is happy with just now Strong together Because in a couple of weeks' time He steps into the biggest game Of his Rangers career for me because he can't go again losing to Celtic. I know it's only early, but I'll after the, that does it, does it
1: change? Um maybe something we can explore a bit more later in the week. T-
3: yeah, if
1: if they to look forward yeah, properly. There,
3: there'll be times when he can rotate it and bring in different. But I think he's got to keep them together just now. Keep them working, keep them playing, try again with confidence because this is the biggest game so far, there's no doubt about it. Because of the, the what's at stake Because everybody's got Rangers or Celtic Whoever wins it To go on to win the Scottish Cup hmm. So I think that right now Is not the time for experimenting Maybe after that Then he can f- feed in a few players
1: Just to answer the question As it was asked I think the last time Scott Wright started was the last game before Kevin Clancy uh, Kevin Clancy I was just reading his name <laughs> off the screen it just shows <laughs> me you. Kevin Clancy <laughs> he's, he's obviously on my mind hard. Can't
3: be on do you know why man. this
1: is right I'll tell you why so but bit of um symmetry coming back round here I looked up when the last time Scott Wright started and it was that St Mirren game remember St Mirren won Rangers 1 and then yeah, and that, was, yeah. that was the one that cost Gio his job Of course It just so happens Kevin Clancy ref that game Referee. So when I was reading it on my screen His name jumped into my head I don't mm. dream about Kevin Clancy honestly mm. I think Please I, believe me I think
3: Scott Wright That Mark, was the
1: last time he started
3: Mark might agree or disagree I think Scott Wright's down the pecking order I think moving forward uh, If Rangers have any hopes of Bridging that gap and catching Celtic And making it you know, to try and overtake them I'm not being disrespectful I don't think Scott Wright's got to be the guy that'll take you there I think he's a decent off-player lad I think he brings so much to, to the team but he's not for me at that level when you look over at the city and you see the quality that Celtic mm. have got I don't think he's at that level
1: Thank you to James as uh, to Michael sorry James in Port Glasgow's coming up next
0: 141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Gordon D'L is here, and his pal Mark Wilson alongside him. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Still very, very busy on those phone lines. Looking back uh, on the weekend, uh, something tells me we could possibly carry this on all week. Uh, We will look at the Hearts situation Later tonight Massive story as well So any Hearts fans Or interested Neutral observers Why not give us A call James is in Port Glasgow How are things tonight James? Good evening guys How are
8: we? Yeah I'd like to talk about Saturday Mm -hmm. Instead of celebrating a victory Which we did get I thought it was a great escape Mm -hmm. I think Alfred uh, Morella's goal Should have stood I didn't see anything wrong About both of them Or Actually my opinion And I think My age uh, Moy and try think of that one, should have been taken off at half time. Oh, O'Reilly they were, they were not at the races, especially Moy, who is a brilliant player. He's, he's to me he's one of the best players i have got a season. But I know not a, a specialist in football, but I could see on the game in Saturday, that boy was struggling. If you look at look at the pictures properly in the first thirty minutes, Celtics passing was horrendous. Taylor Carter Vickers nearly gave a goal away. I really did two things in Saturday. He made the first goal for Keogh. and gave away the free kick for James Tavernier. I just think Shelter were very nervous on Saturday. And Rangers, to me, I'm, I'm being honest, deserved a point. I thought the team didn't look right. And I didn't, didn't change it until after half-time. I had... I would have had a on at half time.
1: He was so injured. Are... He was injured. That was the, the problem.
8: Who was it? Oh, Iwata I came on. on. Sorry, Alata. Apologies, Alata. I'd have had him on at half time because Moy was not at the races. I'm not criticising. Every player has a bad game, but I'm just telling us he can see things. Well, watching the game, a Maeda, and the other uh, one. Moy.
2: Yeah, you mentioned the three of them. Um you know what, see James's point about Moy I, I, I would agree with that Because I did see on Saturday that He came out for the second half I was surprised He was having one of those games He could not complete a pass In such a crucial area of the pitch Now, it wasn't alone There was others that had some slack passes And he's right in highlighting Carter Vickers And Jota was at it as well And O'Reilly, they were guilty But Moy was every single time And I just wondered Is it worth bringing them back out? Now he did he was booked after a couple of minutes and I said, oh, now's the time to make the change. He started the second half the exact same and he left him on. I think when Iwata did come on, run about the hour mark, I thought that's when Celtic did get better. I thought that's when they started playing through the lines and they kind of took the game by the scruff of the neck. Up until that point in the second half, Rangers were on top and could have, could have made things a lot more difficult for Celtic than they did.
3: To be, to be fair I think if Aaron Moy was standing here he would agree with James and Mark about <laughs> his performance uh, but it doesn't make you a bad player because I do agree with James I think he's a very talented guy I think he's been a terrific player for Celtic he had a real bad time of it I think we were all surprised that he came come out the, the tunnel at half time but that's a belief that Ange Postacoglu has in his players and there's, there's no wrong that because it showed at the end of the game they won the game they won the vital game three points at you know, cemented the league anyway for them uh, Yeah, uh, you're talking about Maeda there He doesn't get involved in a lot But I think where Ange Postecoglou loves this guy is The work he does for the team Off the ball He never stops running He'll chase everything for a cause And I think that's what he likes about him He'd, Obviously when he's on his game He can be a real threat with his pace And behind, he can score goals did he have the best game? No he didn't uh, Riley I think we're being a wee bit He's not I think because he set such a high bar At the beginning Uh, He's went off form a little touch I thought he set up the grow I thought he made a terrific run Great uh, pass back uh, You know Squared up lovely for Kyogo To turn Put the first one in the back of net I don't think he was at his, his best But I don't think he was uh, You know He was the worst player in the pitch But Poster Coghlew made the changes When it was he decided to make them and you can't really argue Because they still win the game Well
1: you can always argue You can always look for improvements I suppose James Have you been a bit harsher Matt Riley Given his part in the goal I know he did acknowledge it But
8: If you watch the game And uh, his performances Over the last two or three matches He's been half a boil What I'm saying is and look, I could be wrong here I think the whole Was served midfield got booked in the first half Did McGregor Patate, I think Moy was
1: just After, after half time but, but you're yeah. right they were, All three were booked quite uh, quite early
8: Who was marking James Tavernier For the second goal Where was Johnson Where was Johnson For the second goal Johnson yeah, was man of the
1: match well, He's yeah. still getting in the neck mm. From James yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a hard taskmaster But that's, well, look, that's fine High at standards the time, are okay
2: At the time I gave Johnson it Because it did look like Oh it's Johnson's man He's a man in that vicinity And Tavernier's behind him But when you analyse it And you see the Celtic backline Coming out And the midfield in front of him Coming out Focused on the ball The man that's crossing the ball Somebody doesn't do their job If you look at it Johnson has to then Pick up Morelos Who's a more narrow one If Johnson doesn't Pick up Morelos He stays in Tavenier And the ball goes to Morelos Morelos puts it in Then you are point the finger At Johnson for not seeing The danger in front of him The ball was that good Tavenier had an overload Sometimes those mm. things Are hard to defend Had to make a choice and he made so who the should, who he should, whose was it then? Well it's whoever dropped it I need to look at whoever mm. Whoever ran out you, you, Must have been one of the center in,
1: in the heat of the In the heat of the game When things do happen quickly It was only after And you get to see it back And everything's a bit calmer That you could see it coming For quite a while You know Tavernier was out there For a while And, mm. it, and Barisic You know it's Clearly, del- deliberately picks him out, so it was it was brewing for a second I'm, or two.
3: I'm Mark. Yeah, you can pick the bones of every goal. Of course, you can. And if that was the case, it'd be boring nil nils every single game. I thought it was a terrific ball in Taveni. I thought Celtic switched off because you don't expect the right back of Rangers to be standing in that position. do if he took the corner. Yeah, well, you think he... Well, whatever uh, it was, is was that not, corner out there. Yeah. I, I
2: would have sprinted
3: right back exactly. to the right back position. And that's, what, that's, that's what happened. what the, <laughs> like the old days. Exactly. Hit <laughs> the corner. <laughs> we go for the fastest yeah. route <laughs> yeah. diagonal. diagonal. But, you know, I think that, obviously, they were more concerned about the ball being the middle with Morelis and everything. I thought it was a great pick-out with Barisic. You've got to give him credit. Great pick-out. And you've got to say... It's a quality finish
1: Absolutely, thank you To James in Port Glasgow one zero one four one nine five one one zero two five. What about Gordon and Johnston? What's your point for the guys, uh, Gordon?
9: Good evening, pal How are you? Good, thank you Good, good um, Hi, I'm just I just uh, Again, I think I was in a few weeks ago um, And uh, I just can't believe that um, everything that's happened in the game And yeah They have got a bit of a grievance um, but I think all teams have probably had it over the over the seasons uh, over over this year, and I think Andrew I'm saying To my said himself, you know that things will kind of come around. It but, you know what I mean? And Rangers have their first year. We've all we've all had things, but but I think for what happened after the game, I I can't believe it's got to this stage now that they've uh, they're writing to the SFA and, uh, and uh, what no what an answer. No, I, I heard a couple of panels last night and tonight. It was pr- probably no, it was a jet mill. Well, <laughs> they're saying it was a mistake. No a mistake, and it's happened for 150 years, and it's going to happen again. These things happen. I think that the Hearts manager a few weeks said you, you need to get decapitated before you get a thing against Celtic or anything. I think that the all, all managers could come back and say they could probably pick about four or five that they've been felt hard done by. Um, and it's just football. It's not nice and whatever else. Um, at no point we're, were Rangers in the lead. No, I mean, I think that they're talking about this this um, cap that's getting a bit closer. No, maybe a game on game. Um, if you are playing good, then we're going to beat them uh, as we played at, at, um, at the start of the first game of the season. And I'm not talking about Michael Beal, man. I'm just talking about it in general. We um, weren't playing our best, um, and, and they still can't beat us. Off the park, there's no comparison. You know what I mean? There's it's probably a bigger gap than it's ever been financially wise. I think they don't need strength, and it so I just think they just. Go, I don't know. I, I think the media. I'm not really putting you in the media. I know you are, but I just think they they're giving them too much time because uh, they're complaining about Clancy for whatever reason, and now and and a few weeks ago, people were complaining about or, or some people. Are, no, and I'm a certain man, that some of the, the referees and the fourth officials have been part of the uh, you know, and and, a, and a range of, I just think it's it's nonsense, and it's coming to head now. That will go down the, the the European football That if you If you're That, that country for that, uh, You're part of the country And your, your team plays In Scotland You're a Scottish every year You're refereeing them anymore Because that's where It's going to come to
1: Yeah I mean Mark Gordon to be fair Does acknowledge it Even from a Celtic perspective I think a lot of clubs Have raised grievances With Refereeing decisions This season We've had uh, And I never really know Whether it's the language that makes it sound more dramatic If it's a letter or a phone call Or an email You know I, I don't really know And then naturally If it's if it's of bigger clubs Then it's going to get way more um, You know Attention And, and way more Publicity it's, um, it's all for the fans Gordon That's what yeah. it is
2: That's what it is To appease your own fan base to, to make it look like You're as appalled as them And you want answers And you're doing your utmost To get answers from the SFA So we've written a letter mm. And you're appalled by the answer It's And the Gordon's point. right uh, The other teams as well have done it as well I, I do think it's a nonsense I think it's right that every manager If they've got a grievance Should have the capability of phoning up Crawford Island And saying listen can you explain that to me So I understand it better To make it public is for the fan base
1: um, I mean Ranger said last night that the. You know, were were astonished that the the Scottish FA are sort of standing astonished by their guns, said, appalled, uh, yeah. sticking by their guns, and referencing that you know in England even as recently as the weekend they get apologies for for bad decisions. And whilst that wouldn't have changed anything, it would still it would still be sort of better than nothing. I appreciate I'm putting words and in, in mouths there, but do you see that side of it?
2: You know, uh, yeah. Listen, I, I do quite like what's happening in England at the minute. That there are apologies that, yes, you know, we are humans, we got that wrong. Um, and I think clubs would be able to deal with it a whole lot better. Whether the one at the weekend for me falls into that category, Kevin Clancy judged it at the time. He believed there was something in it. You can clearly mm. see there is something in it. Whether you think it's enough or not. That's why Vard didn't interject, of course Because it wasn't a clear novice error Does that merit an apology? I don't think
1: so in this situation Yeah, I suppose that is the difficulty Because you know, Rangers referenced the Brighton and Tottenham one In, in their own, in their statement um, That they put out last night, Gordon But, I mean, the, the, the Brighton and Tottenham one's one of those, like Objectively disastrous decisions That no matter who you are No matter what planet you're on When you view that You would 100% agree And maybe that's But then even if we do have them, we don't get apologies anyway, do we? So maybe that, maybe that, maybe that isn't the point.
3: Um, I'm I'm not begging the apologies. I, I, look, I'm I, I I, speaking for a personal yeah. opinion <laughs> there. I'm not I'm not begging giving <laughs> them out either. If you could
1: keep it specific to the incident, yeah, the that's weekend, what I'm trying to. Nice.
3: Do. I'm not begging apologies because I don't know what you benefit from it apart from. You know
1: Accountability uh, People always say Don't they Yeah
3: yeah, But Look It's happened You've got to dust yourself down Because There'll be Other teams out there Who have probably Used the same Method digging through The SFA Complaining Of course I have It's not just Rangers Let's not just burden This at Rangers It's other teams as well Other managers Not happy after a result what, An apology Ain't going to bring The three points back From you Yeah you, Mark says You might feel good That oh they've recognised it Look, these and then, things and then, are swinging round So without, come and go for it. Without
1: confusing things when we're already late for beat the pundit, you then have to assess as Mark says whether it even falls into that that sort of category of okay, this was such a bad call that, that we need to apologise.
3: But that's my that, that this is my uh, thing about the weekend, Gordon, because I have looked at that hundreds of times. And I change my mind every time I look at it. One minute I'm going, it's a goal. Next minute I'm sticking to my guns, which I said. in Saturday in this sh- uh, studio, when I seen it coming in live, No, it's a free kick, I thought it was the right decision. So it's not the, the the worst mistake you've ever... If it was a mistake, it's not the worst you've ever seen in your life. So why, why do you need an apology?
1: Thank you very much to Gordon and Johnson, that time already
0: beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football
1: come on then beat the pundit time 01419511025. how did the
3: sniper's dream go last night easy victory for Roger then <laughs> <laughs> cruised it not that, not
1: that I knew who you were talking about
3: <laughs> um, But Roger Hanna
1: cruised it If that's what you're asking uh, It's much easier on a Tuesday though That's the good news for you out there So get your call in before 7 o'clock And you could be playing Beat the Pundit next
0: Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here at 01419511025 if you want to get in touch. Still looking back on Saturday's game at Celtic Park. Lots of calls about where the two teams are at respectively. Uh, And looking back on some of the the key moments, key performances, key talking points. A bit there, of course, it seems the Kevin Clancy's decision, Alfredo Morelos' disallowed goal, that's clearly still... In people's minds as well So if you want to agree or disagree with what you've heard so far Pick up the phone And if you want to move on to something different It's obviously the same number Hearts fans, where are you? All happening, it looks like Robert Snodgrass Will leave the club in quite dramatic fashion What do you make of what's gone on in the last few days? 01419511025
0: Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online The TheScottishSun.co.uk football.
1: Roger was good last night. I is must he? admit, I thought. Yeah, Roger I thought, is good. I know, but I th- there was a moment where I thought he was going to get the the full whack. I think he slipped up eventually. He's
3: had so. that a few times. Yeah. Um, he's, he's 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 quite unbeatable just now, Roger. anyway yeah. so he should be. He writes so all the stories that you picked the questions from. I know, but some of them I get like, the
2: questions to be quite
8: honest. Was,
1: anyway, uh, let's bring in Graham and Knightswood. How's it going, Graham?
8: Aye, not too bad, guys. Good man. F-
1: first time on Beat the Pundit. First time on Beat the Pundit. You like? Right. How do you do when you play along at home?
8: Not too bad. Reasonable.
1: Reasonable. Do you know what Graham? Sometimes mm, that's re- good reason- enough. Reasonable is enough to beat these two. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be yeah. honest with you. So. You may get a
3: nil-nil draw here tonight, uh, Graham. Heads Sometimes Basler's good. He's good. Right, so you're so you're good, right. You're right, man.
1: He's many things. He's not good. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> doesn't he doesn't listen to the show, Graham. He's not Good in any way. I like Graham's um, enthusiasm. Let's toss the coin. Heads. It's Mark. Tails it's good uh, Good uh, deal. Good, good call Good <laughs> call <laughs> uh, And it is heads uh, Mr no. good is off the hook Oh come on, Graham. Uh, Good luck
3: Graham Right, okay, guys Deep breath, son Right
1: let's give Mark Let Some see, greatest hits <laughs> radio To listen to And I'll turn it up Nice and loud For him as well Graham I know you've played at home So you'll know this But just one last reminder 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And if you'd rather Just pass and move on To the next question That's fine okay Right, right. Okay. Let's go. Thirty seconds on the clock. Your time starts now. Who were the last team to beat Rangers in the Scottish Cup final?
8: Scottish Cup, uh,
1: Name the last Celtic player to score thirty league goals in a season. Last oh, Celtic player, Sean um, uh, Donald. Who's top of the Scottish Championship? Uh, Championship, uh, Kerman Who's been voted Hearts player of the year for the last two seasons? Mm, hearts player of the year. Mm. Ah. Pass. Which Scottish League Two side? You've got time, I've started the question. Which Scottish League Two side are nicknamed the Warriors? The Warriors, okay, UK, uh, Edinburgh. Okay, let's bring back Mark Wilson. Mark, you ready? Yeah I think go. he's at an
2: advantage like He's full of five now Aye. Sorry Listen, All I'm saying is It's full of five One, is one, one <laughs> will do is in Greatest Are you listening to five, five as, as in the band should uh, never be you'll, associated You'll not with need five tonight Graham's already hung up uh, If You've got the feeling you got the feeling You got to the feel. ceiling Or jump, something jump, like? jump. Five wow. will get you I don't know I just made
1: that I was listening to Graham He you ready Mark Yes Right 30 seconds Time starts now Who were the last team To beat Rangers In the Scottish Cup final uh, Celtic. Name the last Celtic player to score thirty league goals in a season. Uh, Gary Hooper. Who's top of the Scottish Championship? <laughs> <He> <laughs> uh, Queens Park. Who's been voted oh, no. hard. Who's been voted Hearts Player of the Year for the last two seasons? <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Pass. <laughs> Which Scottish League Two side are nicknamed the Warriors?
3: Oh. Oh. Oh.
1: Uh, oh. Stenhousemuir. How many English Premier League clubs has Todd Cantwell
3: played for? One. This is, this is tight Graeme if you haven't won this Hang up the now And change address <laughs> Postcode <laughs> <laughs> Email <laughs> <laughs> address
8: you know what I was going to say Gary We're the setting you as well
1: Would you? I, I think we've got a, a Stewards inquiry on in our hands Oh. Never mind I'll get to it right <laughs> I it was the worst no, Well yeah That's going to be tough To figure out uh, Hibs surely Graham knew Because yeah. it, it scarred them. Hibs were the last ah, team To so beat Rangers In the uh, Scottish Cup None of you got That the last Celtic player To score 30 league goals In a season I went Griffiths Is Lee Griffiths Oh so it, it is 2015-16 season yeah. Top of the Scottish Championship I don't know who well I mean obviously You're closer Mark Because you at least got The right division But I could see oh, Graham's no. thinking Because he said Dumfermline who are top of League 1 not Dundee And uh, in fact could win the league tonight Yeah Tonight yep. Um So it's, d- it's Dundee Dundee over Tatum still ah. 1-0 At ah, the weekend Shanklin next one Hearts player of the year For the last two seasons Oh two mm, Craig Gordon Come on
3: See, what? just outside,
1: out I of sight I will agree with you on that out I think outside, under pressure I mean, that one is You a know bit what so. I was
2: going to say a holiday as well Thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> he's, no play,
3: he's no player <laughs> of the week
1: uh, So it's 1-0 to Graham at this point <laughs> <laughs> Well done Graham. Graeme <laughs> oh, It's a
8: 1-1 oh, Unbelievable Which that?
1: Scottish side are oh, play, Scottish League 2 side nicknamed The Warriors it's it's I'm back
0: well, one <laughs> <laughs> He's delighted with a one. one. James'
1: <laughs> questions run out there, so you need this last one. Oh, right. How many English Premier League clubs has Todd Cantwell played for? Aye. I don't know which one of you dumplings wrote this question. He's going to get me in trouble. They're, they're both saying to me it was Chris. <laughs> 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 it's only one, surely. Norwich. All right. Well, hold on there. I now feel. I don't. I now don't feel as bad as that. Uh, no one. I mean. Um, the other team because right, he's played for Norwich
2: and Bournemouth. Bournemouth when they were in, aye. But, but obviously, Norwich only morning.
1: one of them is still in the
2: top flight Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I was thinking. So,
1: Bournemouth. So Norwich are
2: not an English.
3: No, pre- no but he's played for he's a, played. an English Premier. Yeah. League.
1: So he's played for one.
3: So. He's played for two.
1: Graham, I, I, it was a good effort. No, I think I think. Two. When did Graham say? No, Mark's <laughs> not losing. Mark's not winning for
3: that. No. What did Graham say? Graham didn't get there. <laughs> Oh, I didn't get oh, it. Hold on, right? Hold on, this is all over the place. <laughs> Can the Didn't get there. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's one.
1: Did you Scotts now saying he only played in the Championship for Bournemouth? Oh, <laughs> oh, whatever, right. oh so it Norwich,
2: I was right. Not he played in the, the he, Championship. He played, that's what I was saying. The only no, played. I, I swear, my kid's life. I thought he only played in the <laughs> Premiership. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Justin boys. Jacob all of you're listening. Jacob, <laughs> Olive, you're listening. Um, I thought he only played in the Premiership with Norwich. I swear.
1: The question's a shambles, so we're going to the tiebreaker. Yeah. I cannot be held accountable for bad us. question writing. You cannot try and take any Credit from uh, that performance. You're still you know in what? it, Graham? Actually, I like Graham, so Go let's in. give Graham a shot. We Grahams, brilliant <laughs> It's good.
3: Where's the favourite? Where's Graham fi? I'm uh, taking nice the ball. Wood.
1: Just down the road. So Graham, I'll, I'll drop
3: the ball off to you. Come on.
1: You like Graham, you don't you? I, you? I, I have taken to Graham. Come on, Graham. I don't
3: Exactly. Do they
1: sound similar ages. Get the digestives
3: <laughs> and the cup on. I'll be doing it half eight. It's on John Big Man. Ah, good stuff. He's obviously a wee guy, and he? He's called me Big Man.
1: Oh, yeah, Right. Okay. Here we go for the time Come on I'm nervous boy. about can how we, this goes I must say let me take this question? That nah, is it's fine Right <clears throat> How many miles Driving Specifically <laughs> Oh driving so not, not as, as the crow flies. Flies. <laughs> How many miles driving Between the Falkirk Stadium And the Caledonian Stadium then oh, F- Inverness F- F- So F- they're, F- they're going to meet of course In the The Scottish Cup final How many miles driving Between the Falkirk Stadium And the Caledonian <laughs> Stadium Graham high there.
3: Mm, I don't Are, know but
1: How many? Four four hundred. Oh, where oh, are Graham. you going? The Hebrides. <laughs> it
0: wasn't Wembley. I was asking Graham. <laughs> he's gone to the Hebrides. <laughs> oh, <it's> only... <laughs>
1: Mark Wilson said two hundred and thirty. <laughs> Even he's too much. It's hundred and fifty-five. You need to change cars! Graham. You've done about three round trips. <laughs> Graham. You've got a night in with Gordon DL to look forward to anyway. <laughs> Where are we? Good man <laughs> 400? <laughs> I thought he initially said 600 uh, and changed
3: it to 4 uh, I'll be I'm not running the chopes Hen. I'll be here in 4 hours <laughs>
1: <laughs> four. Is, that, oh, is that you that usually says uh, that? Exactly right? <laughs> <laughs> Hey <laughs> ah, brilliant. I, Graeme, I good like, like Grim. I don't he know. He just
3: friendly, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, there's yeah, something okay. about the Grimmy okay, boy. You. I like him. Yeah, I yeah. was disappointed. I
1: know, because uh, I would have liked to see him get the sign ball. So would I. I liked his style. I liked his manner. Boy, I liked his demeanour. I was, for, I
3: was poorly, but easy to You know. were rotten there. Well, it's
2: about Disney Matter. It doesn't matter, Gordon. It was entertaining I for
1: all listening. Bang, How, bang, bang. How'd you do? Yeah, I've done them all. Do you know what was entertaining? I can't shake this, right? Because. This was something that Mark Wilson told me before he came on air And I just, I'm just i desperate to share it with the, the listening audience Because we were doing the usual, the usual small talk Do you know where this is going? Uh,
3: doing, I don't know where it's going
1: Doing the usual small talk Oh, what did you do at your Easter weekend? We, you know, we're not that exciting That's as far as the conversation goes And I said, me, nice wholesome family day out Me and my wife and my daughter went to Blair Drummond Safari Park A classic sort of Easter weekend day out yesterday <laughs> And um, Mark Wilson revealed this just sums you up. And I can't stress the difference between you two because this is right up your street. Mm. And this is your worst nightmare that you were once a, a ranger for the day at Blair Truman's. No, a keeper. A keeper, sorry. Yeah, i I don't sure to call you a ranger. I know. You're never a you ranger. A, you were a, keeper for, a keeper for the day. Why? Well, I, I was a gift, I was given. <laughs>
2: Well I asked for it And then I was given oh, it Like a birthday present Aye a <laughs> birthday present And it fell <laughs> Could you believe it The day before pre-season training Had to go along was It was <laughs> <So> <laughs> It started so well Because you arrive You arrive early in the morning You arrive at like 7am Before the I park opens this is a thing is and, and you get the high vis vest So it was great You're feeding the lions And I the tigers the And all that And then Before you know not The park opens And you're surrounded by people who actually recognise, tell, tell, <laughs> tell them
3: where you were when the park opened and what, we what? What was that? And with the Lions? No, the Meerkat. <laughs> oh, the Meerkat when the park opened. <laughs> I was in the Meerkat. Uh, the selling are shout,
0: what's the best uh, compared insurance market?
2: <laughs> oh, but it hard graft. Hard, I mean, you're uh, shoveling. I swear it's hard graft. So, did graft. you get recognised? I've never had so many photos Because it was a busy sunny day so- In summer
1: and be a So there'll be people I swear So as. That so Everybody on. rocks into Blair Drummond uh, And you're the, the Celtic fans are all there And you're in the meerkat enclosure it, and Shoveling the You know I <laughs> was, was feeding the meerkats at a time
2: And uh, no, no, the worst job The worst job Jemble Is moving the I had to move the, a big pigsty, me and these other two Got roped into it. Wow, the wow, yeah, the actual Neil Rangers Lennon, and keepers in
3: Scotland—they're <laughs> standing <laughs> watching.
2: Saying, we've pulled the wool over this guy's eyes. This guy's paid 150, 150 quid for us. Well, we've
1: always acknowledged that you became much more famous when you joined this show than than you did when you yeah. played for Celtic. Can you imagine that mm. now? You would be an internet sensation. Aye. Well, if if social that media. Now,
3: now, the, the thing is, it really got don't me, and I'm impressed with us. I was standing in beside the elephants, obviously mocking out. Can you imagine the elephants seriously? <laughs> Oh, Here take some more <laughs> <laughs> there, Matt from how big is your imagine How happy you would be How <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy <laughs> <laughs> would you be
1: If you took your Granddaughter along And spotted I would
0: make my life In the meerkat I, I would be hard But how I, I would, was, would Honestly I tell would you what, make my life. I'm
2: not even joking This isn't a joke See the next day Pre-season First day of pre-season Training I was
1: wrecked Because it's actual manual labour Did you admit to your teammates That that's what you had done The previous day? I think I maybe Kept it quiet for a few days (sighs) Ah. 01419511025 Put your point Put your point across to Gordon Dale and Joe Exotic If you want They're both here Both ready to take your calls Martin is next up Sorry about that Martin What's on your mind?
10: Uh, Listen I think it's an Inappropriate time for a call You guys suddenly You're having too much fun
1: (laughs) No we need brought back Down to earth So give us us all your thoughts
10: Uh, Good evening panel Hope you're doing well First time caller Um, i listen to it all the time Right Basically my point Is only about uh, One man Kyoko. Um I was watching uh, The Would you call it Uh in the I listened to the Rangers And they did A montage of the Tajima Who scored uh, 100 goals for Rangers mm-hmm. And they were talking about it Right Now 52 of them are penalties Right So that averages out At 9 goals Over 5 seasons Nothing much to shout about In my opinion and that time, that five minutes that they've used to talk about James Tavernier, who is a good don't get me wrong, surely they could have been talking about Kyogo. And my kind of point is that with 28 league goals and with nine potential games left this season, God knows how many he could get. Is he the best striker since Henrik Larsson?
1: You uh, nearly managed so. to speak about just one player. He brought another one into it. Um, and I, I, I think, you know, I don't know. I've no idea about Sportscene's editorial decisions. But to cut to the crux of the matter, Mark, is Kyogo... The best since Henrik Larson I think, was Martin's. That's what he was. Yeah, it's going. a good
2: argument. It's a good argument because I, I think of the the brilliant strikers from Henrik Larson that the clubs had, and I was lucky enough to play with some of them, and some outstanding goal scorers, some with different parts of their game. You know, we Scott McDonald was <clears throat> was a, a great striker. Gary Hooper, Andy Stokes, when he was on his day, um, and and everybody in between. But I've got to agree. I, I mean, the way Kyogo has played for a season and a half now and a, a big portion of that was injury as well and the big goals he scored on the big occasion against Rangers as well uh, in the league has been incredible
1: um, it's, a, it's a congested argument, Gordon if you look at, you know Odson-Edward and Musa Dembele even in, you know, in very recent seasons mm-hmm. I mean, was 20 <coughs> odd years ago You
3: mentioned uh, Lee Griffith scoring 30 goals there and beat the pundit um, so <clears throat> You've had some Terrific strikers At Celtic There's no doubt in that That scores all, score a lot of goals Kyogo's so different He's work rate um, <clears throat> I don't think he gets The credit off the ball Gordon I think his, uh runs As a striker If you sit and watch The games And just watch How unselfish he is he runs To make mm. space For other players That appreciate that The manager came out Not that long ago And said Look We're still trying to Get on the same wavelength As this guy but when he sees uh, an opportunity, he hits it back in eight And the thing is, he's doing it in the big games mm-hmm. when it comes. Yeah,
1: it's twenty-two in the league, of course. Twenty-eight in total. I mean, Martin, you're, is is it at that stage? Then is he your favourite of? Essentially, it's almost a generation now. Is is he above the rest, or still a
10: bit to go? Uh, I mean, I think that we've just got so many great players at the moment. And, you know, I have to say there are great players on the other side as well. It's just, for me, it's about management. But in terms of Kyogo, I can't really think in recent memory of a player that I can go into a game and think, right, if we're off it, and we have been off it in those last three old firm games, right, and the fact that we still got Kyogo and he can find those moments of magic, like, that's how it used to be with a player like Henrik Larsson. We were not at the races. We had a bad, and he'd still get the goals. And he was a thorn in most team sides. I think that just the way he's playing at the moment, it would not be a shock. I don't think for anyone if he finished the season with 40 goals.
1: Uh, in all competitions, what we're we looking at, he's got 28 just now. He needs to find another 12. <clears throat> in, oh, it would be tough. It would no. be tough. I mean, I'll so never forget six, seven league games, and one or two yeah, cup, get nine cup games. games. That'd be tough. Possible. That's, that's Big tough. ass. Some going that. He's he's
2: certainly a player that can do it. He's certainly playing with individuals. Round about him Who can create a lot of chances for him But I'll never forget the 1st One of the first calls we had in here When Kyogo came Remember Guy came on and said he would score Was it 40 goals Or 50 goals in his first season And we laughed We Because none of us really knew mm. What he was going to be like But he is a predator in the box Does write about his movement He's got a lot to his game He can play a number 10 role I think he sticks out to me Is as, as probably the best And I, I get your argument about um Hodson Edward and then Bailey and going for big money. I'm not too sure if Kyogo would though. That's that's the funny thing about it.
1: Or what you think the ceiling's different?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think for this time and this club and under this manager and style, he is phenomenal. I'm not sure though an How English it translates. Premier League mm. club would pay twenty million for him.
1: Interesting. The, the,
3: yeah, I kind of get what it means. I don't mm. have to agree with it, but because uh, that yeah, happens, yeah. I'm the same wavelength for once. Um, There's still look. I think the boys got everything brilliant, but you're putting them in big boots to fill their them bellies. I think Edward. also,
1: but this is the oh, before you even get to that. Level of comparing ability And whatever else He is also 28 So that might completely change the Mm. It does change You know The the,
3: one thing The one thing you can say about him He's pitched up in Scotland And performed And became Mm. such a fans favourite That's all you can ask He's performing He's scoring goals He's been absolutely terrific For Mm. Celtic So Everything's good for him
1: Thank you very much Martin in Ruthergum Let me mark your card On this If you're looking for A family friendly Fun day out Check out Point to point Family day at Overton Racecourse. Mark Wilson Is <laughs> at, uh, nowhere near <laughs> The wild life um, It's Saturday The 29th of April Lots of fun For the family Pony races High octane Point to point races You don't even need To leave the kids at home Under 16s go free Loads to do Fun fairs Bouncy castles The lot So grab your tickets Overton Racecourse Facebook page Head to Clyde1.com If you'd rather find out More first And you can also Enter there To win a family Hospitality pass As well
0: Taking your calls On Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Mark Wilson And Gordon DL Are here It's 0141 951 1025 You can tweet us As well At Clyde SSB So do get in touch any safari parks out there looking to hire Mark Wilson's services (laughs) uh, are available Uh, let's go to Hamden because Scotland women's national team are in friendly action tonight and
11: Gabriel is there yes they are Gordon Scotland take on Costa Rica this evening the second of the team's two friendlies this month they had an impressive one to win against Australia on Friday of course the Aussies one of the top teams around so a big scalp for this side and it keeps their decent form going they've won four of their last six games. Manager Pedro Martinez Losa makes two changes to the team from last week. Uh, it is a 4 3 3 formation. Lee Gibson in goal, a back four of Nicola Doherty, Emma McCandy, Sophie Howard, and Rachel McLaughlin. Sam Kerr and Emma Watson in midfield, alongside Carolyn Weir, who captains the side for the second time. Claire Emsley and Kirsty Hansen are on the wings with Lauren Davidson leading the line. The bench includes both Fiona Brown and Kirstie Smith who will reach the 50 cap mark if either of them come on. Now, tonight's opponents may not be at the level that the Matildas were last week, but they still have pedigree. They will be at the World Cup in July of this year, so it's another tough test. Uh, however, they are not in the best form. They're winless in six games, but they do have Priscilla Chinchilla, uh, people that follow women's football across the country will know her well. The winger plays for Glasgow City and she was the SWPL Player of the Year last season. Uh, Attendance-wise, it might be lashing down with rain here on the south side of Glasgow, but we're expecting over 6,500 supporters in the stadium. And the team will also be wearing that lovely 150th anniversary strip, Gordon. like that. I
1: must admit, this is one of the three games, isn't it? The England game uh, thereafter. Um... Like we're still waiting on the next campaign kicking off, Gabriel, is, are these, I know it's friendly action, but are these important to try and you know, build up some momentum, look at some options, and all those young players in the squad, Emma Watson, people who, who watched the the recent Rangers Celtic women's game will have seen uh, her score in that game, um, experienced players, Jen B T retiring, Rachel Corsi out injured as a nod to the future.
11: Yeah, there certainly is. I mean, Emma Watson impressed on Friday and she keeps her place uh, this week. But there are, uh, I think it's three or four new players in the squad. Uh, Pedro Martinez-Losa wants to see uh, his new players and that's because we've got the Nations League coming up later this year, the first ever Women's Nations League and then they will be building towards Euro 2025. And you say that they are friendlies and of course they are friendlies, but every Scotland game is big, as we all know. And it's the fact they want to get the good feeling back. Uh, I speak to the the players in the camp and they say the atmosphere is positive. But last year, the World Cup heartbreak, just like the men's losing a playoff hit at Hamden to Ireland. It was such a difficult way to end the campaign. So it's just about getting that good feeling back, picking the form up and starting to go again. And just as I'm talking to you now, Gordon, at Cal is leading the players out onto the surface.
1: Gabriel, we'll keep you up to speed on social media. You can hear some reaction to that. I'm absolutely certain of it tomorrow. Speaking of the rain lashing down, mm. how about this? Tonight Dumbarton Against Stirling Albion It's a top of the table clash In League 2 It's one of those Frustrating ones That if Stirling Albion win Look they've pretty much Won the league Right they've won it Mm. But not officially They need to wait Um, It's just been rained off 20 minutes before kick off And this is the Fourth time This exact fixture Has been postponed This season The 11th of April You think you're getting there Mm. As far as the weather's concerned The fourth Postponement of this very fixture this season, Mark. That should be a forfeit of the point, and the weight has to go oh. on for
3: poor groundskeeping. I'll never get near that ground as long as I'm on this earth. Well, because you got locked in. I got locked in, claustrophobic,
1: locked in. <laughs> in a stadium. <laughs> in a stadium, I like couldn't get go 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 no I couldn't. What? It's not. Cla- I don't think that qualifies bit, as triggering claustrophobia. Uh, yeah, I couldn't go. Out. Saying that, I'm not a, a medical expert. Yeah, so.
3: I couldn't go. I was a bit panicked. If you stood in one the centre walls. circle, i had phoned the manager. And ask him to tell the security guy wasn't Yes yeah. Jim To ask the security boy Come back and let me out. Uh, But on, on, a more se- like,
1: on a more serious Not about you point um, it's Frustrating, frustrating by it? the way for, for
2: Listen both sets of players But particularly Sterling Almond, Who have played catch up For a long time Dumbarton Daz's favourite team Who he tipped at the start of the season Have fell away And when mm. you get that title in sight You want to start taking games off So they've went down there They're probably Well they'd be out in the pitch uh, I would guess at this time For it to be called off No, that's really poor This stage of
1: the season minutes,
3: no, Nothing minutes. worse as a player or a manager And you've got people travelling
1: The, like the, the, the Sterling section of the stand Is like full of fans Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that's, yeah, that's, like, that's, yeah.
3: that's sad for them tonight
1: uh, right, one four one nine five one one zero two five. in Alexandria, how are you, Robert? What about a bit of the teaser? Uh, <laughs> same thing. Oh yeah, I think we've missed the boat. Oh, <laughs> come you're on, giving it? me too much nonsense. Well, just half it. That's fine. Do it tomorrow. Robert us a teaser. Robert, take it away. What's your point tonight?
12: Uh, well, just like to say, um, first time caller, and uh, I hope everybody's doing well at the moment. That's kind of you. Thank you. Um, My point is uh, I would like to argue with Mark's point he made about the big gap between the old firm being as big as it's been I would just like to think he's been a bit unfair in Michael Beale who haven't just come in and uh, in only two games he's really lost to Celtic which haven't really been that big great divide between the two two results I just wonder um, what the guys would think and uh, obviously given time if he had a transfer window and been able to bring in more than two players what, what he could actually do could he close the gap? I'm sure he could. Um, what does the panel think?
1: What gives you that confidence, Robert? Not disagreeing, just hoping to explore it a bit further.
12: Well, I, ju- I just think that uh, Celtic were a wee bit quite fortunate on Saturday with two uh, defensive mistakes. Like, now, no talking about, uh, obviously, Morello, since These things happen. and it did happen and you know, you've know you got to look beyond that. But, I mean, John Suter hadn't played for many games. He's been injured. He's only come in a couple of... Minutes. Uh, ben Davies suddenly played alongside Conor Goulds, obviously picking up that injury in training. Um, I just think the Rangers have got a more kind of uh, structured side, um, and Michael will gets a chance to actually bring in more than just two players, like Todd Todd Cantwell and uh, Nicole Raskin. Um, and I think obviously, I, I mean, John Suter was unlucky with the pass back. I thought if maybe if I was John McLaughlin and goals maybe he'd have got there. Uh, I don't know, but. I just think that if we get a chance Bring in a few players Get a bit of a, a budget to spend I think the new manager Just like uh, uh, Could get some good players in
2: Well maybe that—that That is the big question in the summer Who Michael Beale recruits And how he makes the Those players fit into his system But If I'm answering your question I don't think I'm being harsh on Michael Beale. He, he's came here At early December He's got his squad together He's had a transfer window And right after that He's had three pops at Celtic And not won one of them Now In the city th- That's just the way it is That's the standards That both these clubs hold That you expect To beat Your greatest rivals Now he had a game at Ibrox That ended 2-2 And people yeah. says, Well that's progress You know they, they Didn't yeah. lose the game Okay frustrating That they, they lost an Equaliser Then the biggest game Was the final At at Hamden. Again, they didn't turn up on the day. So, again, question marks are stuck. I, I think you'd be mad not to start then questioning quickly. And there's a lot of talk from Michael Bale as well. Then he held the the, the kind of huddle on Hamden, trying to get in his players that this can't happen and again and this won't happen. Then he goes to Celtic Park and they lose again. So, all these are in quick succession. Sure. And
1: he's got another two to come. At the, the same time, though, because we you say about him coming in in December, if I'm not. I'm not saying you take the cup results out of it. How could you? You know, so important. You need to win the silverware. But but that the, the the run of league results would see Rangers three points behind Celtic, wouldn't it? Yeah. In, ter- in terms of that that period. Yeah. So I think is 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 Robert not only taking a bit of positives from that because that's clearly not a disastrous situation. Mm-hmm. And then thinking that if the two players that have been brought in can be added to, he's got a bit of hope there. Is that? that I think that's all it is, isn't it? more than
2: yeah, that Yeah but I, I, look, Robert is firmly behind the, the Rangers manager Which is fine and, and you'd expect that But I I'm being realistic here I think there'll be portions of the Rangers fans Thinking well In a quick In quick succession He's had three pops at Celtic In three different occasions One at home One at a neutral venue One at Celtic Park The outcomes haven't been great What's coming up Another two games Now I'm saying If he doesn't make his mark In the Scottish Cup Semi-final mm. Of course You've got to question that Then yeah. a game at Ibrox And then in the league Now that's so I, I'm pairing this With what Rangers are doing In the league Yes they're winning And that's I suppose What you can ask for But Rangers fans Come on this show All the time And saying the performance levels Have been far short of What they expected Their manager to deliver
1: So I don't yeah, think, I think I'm being unrealistic Maybe The truth's got to just Be in the middle here Gordon Obviously you need to see What other players Rangers can bring in Like you know If, if this group of players Got them nine points behind and then they only added Cantwell and Raskin Like how could you make a A, a significant judgement Until at least a little bit Down the line Not uh, to say that you don't get criticised For going out of two mm-hmm. cups To your rivals Of course you would But both can just be true
3: I've I've always said Since you come in the building Gordon that, And looking at the squad you Inherited He brought two in in January. I'm sure Rangers fans were thinking he was going to bring more in. But I think Michael Beale's targets were all basically for the summer. And he had to wait and he had to be Mm. patient. He's prepared to do that. I think he needs a summer. You know, he's he's not got to catch Celtic. Look, he could get the cup win. There's no doubt he could get the cup win. But in terms of the way Celtic are squad-wise, the way they go about their business, he's not got to be anywhere near that just now. He needs a summer. He needs to rebuild that squad with getting people out the door he wants his own players in but mm. the argument and I can hear a Celtic fan shouting it out Buster is going to have a summer as well So it's got to be so interesting And we know Poster record In the transfer market Is very very good So that's where he's got To earn his corn for me He has got to bring in Quality players
1: Thank you very much Robert and Alexandre I've just been sent A very disturbing picture of You've actually got off the hook Somehow It's it's your esteemed colleague Mr DL Done up As Joe Exotic Yeah. By the way, that by the way, st- right? <laughs> I've seen you looking worse than that, <laughs> and that's the
2: funny
3: thing. Oh, I mean, I think that actually suits you. I like The gear you've got on just now. I'll you know. tell you, see if I looked like that, the first place I'd go and get a curly tattoo, mm-hmm, a sleeve. I got sleeve
1: on you. Uh, right, okay, Hearts fans, where are you? We're going to look at your very interesting situation that's going on at the club next. Number
0: one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard
1: Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 0141 951 1025 A dramatic few days at Hearts The timeline as follows Beaten on Saturday For the 5th game in a row This time by St Mirren. Sunday While you're all enjoying your Easter dinner Robbie Nielsen sacked Monday It's announced Stephen Naismith will be in interim charge And then this evening It looks like Robert Snodgrass Is about to leave the club as well Uh, Another development today Because Chief Executive Andrew McKinley uh, Held a press conference Just as an aside Something I really like I think that's really good That clubs will front up at this moment in time And let their fans know what's going on Very rarely does that happen uh, When a managerial search is underway So I like it But that aside um, Let's hear a bit about what he had to say Covered a lot of ground um, It must be said uh, In that press conference at Tynecastle This lunchtime and uh, I'm going to give you some of the highlights if we can uh, So he was on about a number of topics Like I mentioned He said it wasn't a knee-jerk reaction to sack Robbie Nielsen He says they had to weigh up What would give them the best chance Of finishing third in the final games of the season
13: I think it's fair to say that over the last number of weeks it was not a, a knee-jerk or gut, gut decision That was made just on the back of one result. Over the last few weeks the results have been poor. I think also the performances have have left quite a lot to be desired and we got to a stage where it was hard to see how we were going to be able to turn it round. A crucial question all of us on the board asked ourselves, an easy question but a very difficult answer, is Is it better to stay as we are and, and see how we get on for those last seven games or is it better to make a change now and give ourselves a better opportunity? And, um, as I say, a very, very difficult question to answer. But we, uh, we took the decision we took and, and we go forward. But I, th- I think it's really important at this stage that I also make it really clear um, my thanks to Robbie uh, and to Lee. These decisions are never nice, but it makes it even harder when it's someone you actually like and respect and have a lot of time for. And I have a lot of time for Robbie. And I really want to put on record my thanks for everything he's done for the club over the last period, I think that's really important to say that Liam's
1: a Hearts fan, joins us now what a few days it's been, Liam, how would you sum it up?
13: Hi,
8: it's been a roller
14: coaster of emotions Uh, I think we've came to the right decision as as difficult as it is, I think Andrew McKinley spoke brilliantly today and I would echo what he said at the end as well, I think every Hearts fan would, would thank Robbie Nielsen for everything that he's done, he was the right man at the right time, but again to the outside world, I can see why, but this isn't knee-jerk. This has been a slow descent towards the bottom six rather than confirming ourselves as fud. So I think uh, it's been a crazy few days, but one will have to take on the chin and hopefully get the ball rolling again for
1: You You'll know the counter-arguments by now, I'm sure, but this is a guy that finished up last season... Scottish Cup final appearances Could very well finish third this season So why is is it the right time given all that?
14: Well I think what were five straight defeats And again when you support a club like Hearts and Hibs and Aberdeen Again it beats par for the course But it's the performances I think that's what Andrew McKinley touched on there And I think that was the biggest alarm bells for all the Hearts fans Is that we've seen some very poor performances from Hearts over the piece In the last five you know you get beat at Celtic Park. We actually played okay at Celtic Park. I thought we did well. You're then looking forward to the, the cup game. where We're ran over the top. We're battered. And then you think, right, okay, season is now about. Third. Let's go to put put on a performance. And we could have been battered four, five, six again. They are Aberdeen steamrollers. We hadn't have an answer. We were told we'd see a reaction at Kilmarnock. We go to Kilmarnock after the players got 10 days off. Uh, and then we get beat. And then you say, right, Saturday, home game, Let's put things to right, and St. Mirren were well worthy winners. I hope that is not lost in any of the narrative. Is that St. Mirren could have actually won more comfortably? They they were comfortably better than Hearts, and that for me was the biggest and sort of last indication that this isn't going to turn around. And then if you actually want to dig in, as well, that was our twentieth defeat of the season. Uh, we've got Aberdeen who have been in crisis all season. have won two more games than us. We've won. More.
1: Oh, you're a harsh man. Are you including those European group stage defeats?
14: Uh, uh, yes and no, because oh, the wins. are uh, oh It's a tough school. Uh, it is a tough school, but look, listen. They were again. It's about performances in it. We've we've kind of been beaten in the same manner all season long. The same types of goals. The same type of individual errors. The same things that you think actually. What are we doing to combat this? And again, you look at the stats. No wins and away from home in twenty twenty three. Only three away wins this whole season. That's pretty bad. It's only nine away wins in two seasons. It's 14 consecutive defeats to Celtic and Rangers. He hasn't beat Aberdeen away from home. He hasn't beat Hibs away from home in the league. Celtic or Rangers. It's been a combination of things that have been actually really worrying for a long time. So it might seem knee jerk from the outside and I get the counter arguments. But I think the club have made the right decision. Look at the upturn and fortunes in Motherwell. Look at the upturn and fortunes of Aberdeen. We've got seven games left. We couldn't go into the Derby on Saturday hoping that we'd see a reaction when we haven't seen one thus far.
1: It's funny because Andrew McKinley did say that today. He said, you know, it's it's tough to ignore. He acknowledged that it's not automatic, that you don't always just get a bounce, but it is hard to ignore what's happened to Motherwell uh, and Aberdeen. He, he admitted that today. He said very, very open stuff from
3: him. Yeah, and I think that's what they've looked at as well. I think that Uh, Liam's obviously come on with all the stats there, done his homework, brilliant bit of research, obviously loves the club. He feels it's better. I think the Hearts fans played a massive part in Robbie Nielsen departing, as much as Robbie's results haven't been that great. Um, I think it's easier for the board of directors when you know that you're sitting there and the fans have turned against your manager, he's just lost. Dropped down to fourth. I said on Saturday in the show he couldn't hold on to the comfort blanket of saying we're in third place. He's now fighting for that. Still an opportunity. Two big games before the split. Derby at Easter Road and then home to Ross County. It's up to Naismith now again and try and get something out of these players, because it's the same group of players that obviously the fans thought that Robbie wasn't getting.
2: I think Daz is spot on with what he says. With the fans played a big part in it, and it is easier as a board of director to just think, you know, we'll we'll get on side with us, and and we're on the right side of the argument.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't uh, make it wrong either. You know, if you, if you're a manager, And you, if there's a disconnect between fan base and yeah. any of the levels of club, that, that no, that's it's, a problem. It's hard. It's
2: not it just is a problem. That... It's hard to survive at but I just don't like the way footballs became the That eight or nine weeks. Of poor results can define your your career as a manager. Mm. When when Hearts came back after the World Cup, look at the results they got then. You know, it beat Aberdeen 5 0. Is, that, Derby what, is that what makes the
1: so disappointing, though? Because you, he, both of you, me, Liam, let's be honest, everyone thought third place was completely well, sewn up. We did. We, at that point, we did. But, I mean,
2: a season's never going to be plain sailing. And there is no real loyalty now yeah. in football that. As soon as you get on a bad run like that, very rarely does a club go, you know what, we're going to stick it out with this manager because of what he's done. Sure. But They're the, looking at short term fix going forward.
1: The difference is, Liam, and again, Andrew McKinley said this today, but I'll speed through it. I won't play the clip. It's the importance of Thub this season, isn't it? Th- that is what changed things. In a normal season, right, or five seasons ago, if Hearts finished fourth, right, you, I'm not sure you'll be delighted. But it's not exactly a disaster, is it? Third or fourth, you know, say, what's the difference? But Hearts have got a big budget. They've got the third biggest budget by a good distance. And this season, it's third place. Again, it's guaranteed group stage football. That's that's what's driven this, isn't it? Or partly what's driven it?
14: I would, Yeah, I would agree and look at Cosima, I obviously run the podcast, I get to, to talk to the club, I get to see behind the scenes. So if you take away the fact that Hearts have spent well over £2 million on transfer fees this year, the only club outside the Celtic Rangers that have spent that amount of money, £600,000 for Shanklin, £300,000 for George Grant, Kai Rose was about £300,000. We paid four hundred, three hundred thousand pounds £300,000 for Cochrane and Keo. That investment on the pitch, and we're not seeing the returns for it. But also the investment in the stadium to get, I think, it's now a grade four stadium. They didn't do that for a one season in Europe. They're, they're they're building a hotel at the stadium. They're trying to build the reputation of the club, the stature of the club. I think Andrew said that in the, the interview today. So it's not just about immediate reaction to some poor performances. It's about actually, how does this impact the club? forward because if Aberdeen finish third then they go straight into the group stages of football next year and look at the benefit uh, that we've had this year from being in Europe so you are right in seasons past when you haven't been guaranteed football there really isn't any much difference between third, fourth or fifth, you still have to go through two, three, four qualifiers to get to the promised land, now you finish third, you're there yeah. I reckon we they say about five or six million pounds but actually that's before you even talk about Match their revenue Etc It could be in excess Of 8 million pounds Hearts have made From Europe That's massive
1: Yeah um, Let's I'll condense Some into this next question What do you make Of the fact that It's Stephen Naismith Can he get? Can he win the job Full time Permanently um, And if not what, who, who do you want The next manager to be Or, or what, at least What type
14: that's a, I don't know Is the is the answer that You're I think Gordon was right What he said earlier there About these are the, it's Still the same players uh, We're seeing tonight that, that Snodgrass Is potentially going to be Released or chucked Under the bus early As a potential Troublemaker in the group So now Stephen Nesmith Has to go in there and, and pick them up We're hoping that we get The Aberdeen and Motherwell reaction And the players buy into it But you know, if, if it's not just one bad egg then these players, and that again I know what Mark and that made a good point as well about, you know, it's a few results and then it's gone, but everybody could see when, when things went south with Neil Lennon, it was time for him to go, when things went south with, with uh, Jim Goodwin and Aberdeen, you can tell because the players just looked like they'd they gave up, and that was my worry on Saturday is it just looked like nobody, they chucked it, almost so Stephen nesman got a massive, massive massive job in his hands uh, it's good that he's got the experience and McAvoy beside him as well, someone that can, can go in and in I am not a, a totally opposed to Gordon Forrest staying a coach that's been there knows the day to day setup, so it shouldn't be too much of a transition. If he finishes third and we put in massive performances and he does well, then you know, this is his audition and I, I liked Andrew McKinley was quite bullish in that. He said it's over to Stephen now, if he wants the job then here's your audition. Go go get it basically. So it's a win win situation. For hearts if, if Stephen does well So If he doesn't I don't know I, I, I genuinely Don't know I would have to
1: uh, uh-huh.
14: A study of the names available
1: Um Snodgrass situation tonight Is very interesting Mark Wilson yeah, um, yeah. Liam's doing his own reading Between the lines I, I don't know about that stuff I must say But the, the sort of facts of the matter are He is on the verge of leaving Tynecastle Castle Just seven months After um, Joining And yeah, interesting. Has there been one specific incident in the last couple of days? Has this then been a decision that Joe Savage or whoever has wanted to take but couldn't whilst Robbie Nielsen was there? Or has Stephen Naismith made the decision? You know, there's it's an interesting one. Big player, yeah. big character. Strange and, um, one.
2: It, you don't usually hear of things like this, um, particularly after the manager goes, but obviously there's something there's been some sort of fallout after that. Um whoever's decision is, it's a brave one to make everything I don't particularly know Snodgrass that well but everything I've heard about him he's a good lad and a funny lad so ah I so don't know oh is that Sorry, it okay that's nice right, that pretty much you though that no, is th- it th- oh, oh, All right, yeah. <laughs> that was your clue <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Can't thank you, going you to party?
1: Liam I think we need to pick this up again this heart story lots happening Liam from This Is My Story podcast thank you very much uh, time is always almost up Scotland women's national team won up uh, yes, early on so in that so friendly I did tell you that Dumbarton, Stirling, Albion off And I must admit, I was feeling quite—I was disappointed. I had family members who'd driven through there to go to the game, and it was called off with 20 minutes to go. But I've just heard that Marvin Bartley drove all the way through, and it's off. (laughs) (laughs) So now I'm absolutely delighted at the news. Anyway, we are back tomorrow, and there were still loads of people trying to get through there that couldn't. So we'll try again tomorrow, six o'clock, with that man himself, Marvin Bartley, and Simon Donnelly, and uh, Callum Gallagher is up next.